Okay. Um, so we'll just do the same as uh, last week. That's all right. Yeah, I think the only difference is, is Elliot, do you want me to do the... Do you want me to wear a face mask? Uh, yeah, you yeah, do You do the introductory stuff. I'll do the official bit, but then you can do Can the you rest. still hear me if I talk like this? Yeah. You go. Okay, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just wear a face mask for the entire thing, and then I won't, and then I don't need a pop filler. <laughs> what face mask are you wearing? Is it like a coconut one? No, is it fuck? It just says step ahead and it's black. <laughs> it's black. Oh, you mean like you're like a COVID mask? <laughs> yeah, what face mask did you think I meant? Is <laughs> it like, like, like a Myers mask? Mikey, we're all on the same wavelength <laughs> about <laughs> about face masks. We think it was just putting <laughs> a ski mask on. <laughs> I thought you were putting on, like, you know, something normal, like a nice moisturising face mask. What <laughs> <Right>. the fuck? <laughs> Sunday night, innit? That's what you're doing. Yeah, right? is that what you're doing on a Sunday? Sunday? Yeah, Sunday night, why, why did you grow up? Why did you <laughs> grow up? Do you do that on a Sunday night? Oh, yes, just put face mask on, sit down. Not in, nor- not in Northern England you do that, son. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't want a face mask, me, I'd be fucking bleeding in head. <laughs> Just for the principle of it. Yeah, but your skin would be so soft. <laughs> Which you don't. What if you get put in the head? You want it to be hard and tough. <laughs> you want to uh, set the scene, Elliot? Shall we do another, shall we do another scene? Because everyone hated that last week. Did everyone hate um, it? Yeah. Because you're said... so bad at the law, you don't know what you're talking about. Or you were like, yes, I'm Valdor and I am your brother. To Don, I'm like, nope. Yeah. That's not how brothers, that is not it. how it works. The law Both does not the work. Same that dad. Way. The law is this sacred Both. thing that we carry as like torchbearers of this story that's being told. Like your virginity. Say virginity. Say virginity again. Virginity. <laughs> you said that slightly strange. I just yeah, I'm glad you heard that as well. It was like yeah. slightly threatening, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> virginity. Like virginity is a threat. Somehow we can make it into a threat. It's because he's a Blood Raven player, so he's just he's just projecting his insecurity about being a virgin onto everybody else. <laughs> it is true because instead of going out to meet girls, I was playing Warhammer 40k games on the PC. <laughs> But I just want to remind everyone that this is a law podcast, and when people listen to, they listen to learn something. After the first, we we, we laughing at our own jokes. The podcast gets turned off, and then people remove it from their feed because it's more of a joke cast than a law podcast. So we've got to be very serious and make sure people learn something. Learn something about a fictional setting. Yeah. Um, so has anyone got like a random trivia fact that we can shove in the middle? Like a completely random trivia fact or Warhammer related. Like what shoe size is Horus? Big. Big. There yeah. we go. Has everyone learned something? He doesn't really wear shoes, does he? In fairness. I mean, they he doesn't walk around barefoot. No, I mean, yeah, but the, the armor's like all in one. You won't call it like shoes separate, would you? If you don't see, like, in the middle of a battle, a space trader screams, give me a second, I've got, I've got something to hand before, and this tech tree's fucking shoe off. <laughs> if you don't see how many layers there are to that, yeah. that suit. <laughs> We're going, if, into, um, we going into too much Space Marine detail, and we're teasing people about Space Marine episode mm-hmm. in the future. I'm talking about the black character. Yeah, sorry for the spoiler, that Space Marines don't really wear shoes. <laughs> yeah, where like if I was going to equip it on an RPG, it'd be like level nine, um, black traitorous Greaves, wouldn't it, or something? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, not everything. Not everything is Dark Souls. You can't compare <laughs> no, everything no, in your is. life to Dark Souls. Everything is Dark Souls. <laughs> Dark Souls sorry. You know when you put your first deposit down on a house? Is that like when you get to the bonfire? And yeah. you... No! It's, when it's, it's like no! spending all your soul to go level, that's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> that you've saved up and you've lost loads of times, but then you've saved it up again. And then, like, you, and then you buy yourself a level, that's the same as buying a house. So what you're saying when is... You break, when you get your car written off, it's like saving up 30 health potions for the final boss. And then and then you, you go back and the quick save's gone. <laughs> just all gone fun just real like life Mark's as well old. real life experiences <laughs> being talked about in here <laughs> <clears throat> so shall we, shall we act out a scene from something in Warhammer um, 
Yeah, even after all that stalling, I haven't been able <laughs> <laughs> to, think, to think of a uh, scene. It is really hard when we aren't uh, when we don't have a bat rep, and there no. isn't just sort of like, "Here you go, the, these two factions." This is oh fireworks. Well, it's, the, it's the great yeah. Did what they celebrating? It's the it's just fireworks going off. It's just fireworks always going off near me. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I live in China near a. Uh, <laughs> Near a plant, a gunpowder plant. That's, that's, yeah. I don't know if they have them in China. <laughs> a gunpowder plant. All they do is make gunpowder all day. Yeah, a gunpowder plant in China in the 16th century. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting ready to fend off the, mo- the Mongol horde. Right, the Mongol horde. Um, Mikey, you are going to be Jagatai Khan. Right, okay. <clears throat> I will oh. be um i'm gonna be mortarian because all i'm gonna do is cough through it all yeah that's good <laughs> and then um alex who would alex who would you like to be i'll give you a choice i'll give you two characters now we've got jag jagatai and we've got marty the pale king i could be mag magnus because he was friends with jagatai wasn't he he was and marty didn't like right. him should I just be bitching at you right. both then? Right. Can I be more Italian? Because that's the easier role. No. I want to be more Italian. I can't trust you with. Uh, this is my podcast now. I want to be more Italian. You can't be. Uh, you can't be trusted with anything, except. So you give me probably the main the main character in this. You get skit. the one with the accent because, as you just pointed out, it's your podcast, and <laughs> you'll you'll know. Uh, you where the line is yeah you have to be the one that risks it so yeah thank you I will be more talented. you will be Jagatai Khan <laughs> the great Khan and the great Khan <laughs> there we go and we're cancelled uh, and Alex okay. is going to be the mighty Red King uh, Red King <laughs> what's his name Magnus Magnus the Red the Red King the red. you're going to be the Red King well he's not all like the Red the King in the Crimson King, that was it, the yeah. Red King. Which always reminds me of um, the Crimson Chin yeah. of Fairly Old <laughs> The Crimson King. <laughs> I'm here to save the day, Emperor. <laughs> no, Magnus, what have you done? We're going to get onto that uh, shortly anyway. But yeah, so right, okay. So we're in the Council of Ikea, which we'll learn about a little bit later. Um, Ikea? Ikea, the Council of Ikea. There is lots of things being talked about. Um, whether you should really include all of the tools in the box, or whether that just adds the packaging in this day and age. Most people have tools, but most importantly on the agenda is the topic of whether we should be psychic. You know, whether um, psychic and like magic tricks and stuff, like being able to pull coins from behind people's ears, whether that sort of stuff should be allowed in the Adeptus Astartes, which is the Space Marine Legions. Right. Okay. <clears throat> so. All on stage because because it's it didn't happen like this, but this is our way of doing it because we're taking dramatic license. Yeah, because obviously, I'll, I'll open. are you ready? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Went inside my mouth, then. Um, <laughs> my name is Rothario, and I'm very angry about my upbringing. And you should stop doing magic because I hated magic when I was a baby. And my dad, who was a real bastard, he uh, he invited a magician to my fifth birthday party. And when he opened, when he got his cards out, all he did was poison me. He did was poison me. Now I have to breathe through a mask, so we shouldn't do magic anymore. Thank you. I rest my case. I will accept that Mortarion raised some very valid points there about his dad being a bastard and uh, magic cards poisoning him. But we shouldn't rule out magic, or as a more educated man would call it, psychic powers, because it improves the Imperium. And Mortarion is just being salty because his upbringing was quite, well, awful. Well, I see his body into the moonlight, even if I try to cancel... He's doing his typical riddles again because he's on the wind. So I will have to decipher that for you because he's speaking Chagorian, which, as we all know, is a language of nobody fucking understands it, despite the fact that everybody speaks Gothic. So the translation is Mortarian, you a scan cast bitch. Get over it. We need psychers. All the pictures into my eyes. 
don't you see my condition? (laughs) (laughs) Brother, what do you say, mate? (laughs) No sense. Uh, Brother Martaria, the fiction is going to run it again. Can't you see now illusions right into your mind? I think Degatti is quoting um, emo song lyrics from Circa M2 by the sound of what he's oh, saying. He is, he is a, a student of. October. <laughs> Deja vu. I've just been in this place before. Right, end scene. <laughs> end scene. What is this bullshit? What is this? <laughs> I mean, I was just reading reading his lines. I'm pretty sure that's what he said at that time in this particular scene. He probably did just say that. Or what I am, what I like to imagine he does is he because they always call him like the Warhawk. I like to imagine him as just like a hawk, you know, just like twitching his head round and blinking inappropriately, and everyone being like Jackatai, and he sees his mirror and he's like flying at it, attacking it. I like how you've seen the hawks blink inappropriately. <laughs> Well, for, wow. <laughs> for a human, <laughs> inappropriate for it's a human. Just, yeah, watching, and then as soon as like something gets out of hand, like I don't know, like oh, just, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, shut like, up, Mikey. Yeah. That was that's yeah, your right. contribution. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Like Mortarian pulls out a tasty snack, and then Jagatai kind just comes in, swoops it out of oh! his fingers, and then eats that's it. why they hate each other. <laughs> Flies over in his jet, jet bike doing barrel rolls and just snaps out of his hand. You know how he like, I never get to eat a yogurt that's my own. <laughs> Would you want a yogurt from his home planet? I mean, Ma- well, Marty probably doesn't have a problem with it because your own filth is your own filth. And he's like, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, and you wanted a random trivia fact? Oh, yes. Yeah. Always a random trivia fact. For the people who don't like humour. Um, the Degati Khan was actually not at Nakia. He sent one of his Stormcasters in his stead. Stormcast? Yeah, but, yeah, but we can't say his name. It's like Yesu guy or something. Yeah, I can't yeah. say that. So. Stormseer, sorry. I can only Stormcast. read it. Stormseer, sorry. The moonlight, even if they try to cancel, what do you mean? If we're in person, I would strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, and welcome back to Lawhams. Definitely not affiliated with Lawhammer, which is another podcast that's all pointed out to me. But this is Lawhams, where we tell you all about the law in a very digestible way. <laughs> I'm joined by the lovely Elliot. Hi, Elliot. Hello, that is me. That is my name that you've just used. That is your name. Mr. Having e. a good evening. How to? I don't know how to introduce yourself on podcast. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's like, yeah, you just say hello. That's it. Hello. I don't. <laughs> and today we're joined by the lovely guest Alex once again. Thank you. Uh, yes, I am here. <laughs> this is part two of our pilot, our pilot episode, because part one, which was supposed to be thirty minutes, ended up being over an hour, and we needed a part two. So here it is. It's okay. We're, uh, we're going to be task driven today. I'm gonna be in, it's going to be a task based environment. I'm going to be dishing out points. So people do like a a succinct explanation that's a word word of the week so um, let's see how many heresy points that's the flavor of Mm -hmm. points today how many heresy points you can get before the end of the episode okay and i just want to say this is just a pilot next week or sometime in the future not probably not next week the next episode the or what we will call episode one will be on a topic of your choosing which you can vote for in the hellstone wargaming premium community group that can be found on facebook uh, all links to that in the description but otherwise elliot would you want to tell us what we're going to be talking about today yeah so last week we just basically set the scene with what is 40k and we did that in a very roundabout way and, and it was likely more confusing than just going online and reading about yourself. But why would you want to do that when we can describe it to you? Mm-hmm. So we're going to carry on with the story today. <clears throat> we um, we sort of talked about what is happening in 40k and, and why that's happening. And we alluded to a few events in the history of uh, the universe, sort of like a timeline. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to do a very, very, very quick and very brief breakdown of like the events leading from like where we are in, in time now, 2020. 
all the way through to Big E being sat on the throne in like a very bad way, needing some WD-40. Mm. And then we can speculate about what the future is maybe at the end. So where would you like to start? 2021? Yeah, <laughs> probably start at, at the After start. the so great cataclysm of 2020, <laughs> the world was left in a ruinous place. I mean, I've, I think because of the events that we're living right now, 40k could pro- they could probably, that's a little bit of an exaggeration now, they could probably move it down to just like Warhammer 4k, and I, re- I reckon we'll be there by like the 4th century. You reckon? I think so. Well, technically we're in it now, aren't we, technically? Yeah. Technically? <clears throat> Te- actually, I think you'll find. Every time you say technically, it just makes you sound like an arsehole. Oh, well, thank you. Um, would you like to crawl back up your own? <laughs> <laughs> so, no offense, but technically. <laughs> well, in, in the timeline, um, I think is it like is it like from Millennium One to like fifteen? Um, the name of it eludes me at the moment, but that's um, that's before. So there's uh, is it BC BE before Emperor before Emperor? I don't like that. So yeah, I think- I just see it called prehistory, and a lot of the timelines just tend to call. It. Yeah, pre- after that, prehistory, and then the Chrono Strife, and then all sorts of other Cause, things. Cause so, like, oh, yeah, because there's there's Eurasian history, then there's your M1, when there's like, and then till M15. So like M1 to M15 is like the Age of Terror, which is where we are now. You know, like the first. You know, steps into space, or man goes to moon, eventually colonizes the solar system, eventually, you know, sends people to colonize outside the solar system, but it takes that long without warp travel. It takes years. That's why they end up in Imperial Knights and STCs, because, you know. I've, I've got it. I've yeah. got it. The Age of Terror the and the Stellar Exodus yeah. is from M1. So this is what we're in now, all the way, yeah. as Alex just said, yeah, until like the 15th millennium. And then it's like yeah. humanity's golden age. The Dark Age technology, which is only called the Dark Age because they don't know anything about it, but it's actually a golden age in terms of humanity. Yeah, I was going to the say, they called it the golden age of technology, didn't they? Oh, that's what it yeah. was thought to be when, when they were living through it. Living in it, yeah, because they had, like, um, they had machines that could um, cure any illness. Um, the, you know, they had the STCs to colonize any planet. Um, humanity were getting on well with a lot of aliens because he either beat them up and made them behave or actually got on well with them legitimately. Um, we had a, AI was massively through the roof. We had, a, yeah. we had a series of AI constructs that moved like the stone. Was it the men of stone? The men of... Uh, yeah, men of iron, men of stone. Yeah. The men of gold. Like, men of gold. Big theories about the men of gold. You, you Dark Age, <laughs> mankind was like nothing to mess about with because they had ships that could literally like rip holes in space and time. And they yeah, could shoot the, you from the, back. Yeah, back. They could shoot you and hit you in the past or the future. You were like really mad technology, like insane. Yeah. Imagine just going about your day and getting a, a laser gun at your bum. That'd be pretty <laughs> terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like, just, just look at your watch and be like, "Oh, that must have been from five years from now or something." You can imagine the, <laughs> the gun that has invented that gun just be like, "All the, you know, the shower trauma that you have when you're in the shower." <laughs> And you sat there and you're thinking about that like one argument you had three years ago. You think this would have been the perfect comeback. That guy definitely made the gun. And I was like, right, <laughs> hey, now in this time, that woman that was smart about my name in Starbucks, blop. <laughs> She'll never spell her name wrong again. I mean, it's probably like, I don't know. It's probably not called Starbucks at that point. Well, Galaxy Books or something because they've, they've, they've gone books. flying, haven't they? Yeah. Starbucks still an appropriate name though because yeah, it's in the stars no, isn't it? Mikey did you if just we, upgrade uh... a star to Mars do you uh, do you have any <laughs> idea what an upgrade is <laughs> <That's> terrible yeah <laughs> are you a star do you want to be a little cold ball of rock instead that could be arranged <laughs> no yes. I was going to say it's going to be some random letters that don't make any sense and then it's going to mean something else because don't forget the the time of the first uh, the first millennium million one to like millennia 15 is the time of us discovering so this is the time of Musk the age yeah, of terror the age of and the stellar exodus it's going to be Elon yeah. Musk yeah he's going to yeah. be like listen here we are go well he's not because he's got that weird South, <laughs> South African voice listen here <laughs> 
He'll almost, if you ever hear this, because this is going to be digital now and on the internet, I love you. Please, please don't kill me with your time traveling your bot gun later on. Your cancelled 10 years in the future, but now. He's going to send his men of gold on SpaceX for all, like, jet bikes to come and kill us. No, not that important. Right. But what are you going to say about him? I was uh, just, he's a wonderful guy, and he, but he, um, he's definitely precipitating our, our launch into the stars. And I mean, in the Warhammer universe, that's what the Emperor does, so you don't have to take, uh, you don't have to go too far with your mental gymnastics before you arrive at Elon Musk being the Emperor. <laughs> it's, it's a credible theory. Yeah, we start with the, uh, the rise of man. So everything up until this point, everything up until well, where we are now is the same in the Warhammer universe. Mm. Yeah. Our history right now is what their history is, whether yeah. that's decided upon or not. And it's be- it's only because we're so, so far in the future in the 40k universe that that doesn't matter. The, the stuff mm. that we're arguing about now, like pff, Trump and, and COVID and all these things that are like current affairs, mean nothing in the 40k yeah. universe because the scale of what's going on is just so much different. Yeah. And very little remains of things that are like really important now. Like there's hints in the Horus Heresy book various things being remembered like there's occasional Shakespeare things yeah. that have been remembered that far in the future which is very impressive if that actually happened in real life mm. but um, for the most part it's like nobody gives a damn about these Asian societies anymore apart from maybe the Emperor and a few crack job historians yeah mm. it's just like the, the scale of the scale of their struggles is just inconsequential yeah compared to what was going on in the 40k universe at, at present if that even makes sense like in the in the future i don't know oh. <laughs> I, I don't know what the correct temporal state is is it now is it happening now do we say that warhammer's happening in the future it's happening now i think what's i always think of it as like what's happening now in the story where's the story at now if that makes uh, sense as as an in- interesting aside all the chaos gods except sanesh are already born by this point the um, mm-hmm. yeah the first one who comes into existence, but not sentience first, is Nurgle. The first mm-hmm. one to gain sentience, because like the Black Death starts to bring Nurgle around, the first one to gain sentience is Khorne, which is due to the wars of like Genghis Khan and things like that. Then Nurgle pops up, but not too long afterwards, and then Sazij comes, Siege, sorry, around the Renaissance era, and then yeah, they have to wait a very long time. And empire building and all of that sort of thing yeah. came, came out. When is Slash born? Is that when the Eldar? Yeah, so Slash has to wait all the way. So they're all born in like M1. And Slash has to wait all the way to M30. So it's 29,000 billion years. Well, obviously not 29,000 years to, to wait. And then he turns up living his best mm. life. Having a great time. Too much of a good thing is when he turns up. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's his shtick. <laughs> Which, conveniently enough, um, the Dark Age technology ends around N25, 26-ish, uh, when the human psychers start to appear on more worlds. The, and, a lot, and the interesting thing here is um, the worlds that are more civilised and progressive are like, yeah, we should look into this. This is really interesting and cool. And obviously the backwater worlds are like witches, burden, murdering, etc. Now, the backwater worlds survive because they murder the psychers or, you know, burn them, etc., the progressive worlds are nice to psychers, but a lot of them, the psychers, being untrained, bless them, they've got no ideas what their powers are. Um, demons tend to open their nice brains and use as a little portal to enter the world and start to kill everyone around them, which is obviously bad for the world at large. At the same time, a lot of the men of iron rebel. Mm. So humanity gets a really bad time at this point, and that starts yeah. the age of strife. Age of strife. The men of iron were uh, essentially, they were constructs built. So there's a few different constructs, isn't there? There's the, there's the Men of Stone, which I think are heavily hinted at being used for like infrastructure and almost being like yeah. forwards to the Men of Iron. And then the Men of Iron had a massive role in military. They basically yeah. made it like so the warfare was automated so that people could be like, let's have a war. And it was almost like war. <laughs> you just yeah. like throw all these things that no one's actually dying. It's just like all these, well, models of these robots that go and fight in each other. And they would be decided that way. I'm sure there'd be a lot of killing once your stocks of robots have run out. Um, and then at some point, they were just like, yeah, you know, uh, we don't want to be slaves anymore. You get classic Terminator situation, and then yeah. humanity has like a massive scrap for its life. With not only the fact that all of these, what they thought were like the new X-Men, all these people who are like, oh, by the way, we suddenly developed, we've, we've all evolved into being psychic beings. And everyone's like, okay, that's not really, that's not, 
very cool. We might keep that might keep that on the DL. And then just as they're trying to keep that on the DL, all the men of I show up and go, listen, bro. Yeah. We uh, we would really like equal pay. None of us have been able to afford a house in a while. And it all kicks <laughs> off. The interesting thing with the men of iron is it's hinted at the fluff. Both though it's dual job is the, the classic Terminator syndrome of, you know, wherever we deserve rights, humankind's a threat. But also it's hinted at maybe possibly chaos corrupted the AI. So which is also an interesting way to look at it. But it's obviously not really fleshed out as much yet. Sounds like a Warhammer propaganda thing, like Imperium. Like, oh, do you remember that? That wasn't humans being greedy. That was chaos. As well. <laughs> <laughs> Everything bad that's ever happened. Chaos is human. Like, you all know about chaos. No, that that cuts out the bag. So uh, everything that's ever happened, it was chaos. It was like, okay, yeah, tracks. That tracks. That's fine. The age of strife is like basically humanity's empire collapses. And every world sort of fends for itself, or a few worlds near to each other will fend to themselves. But in the most part, and this is where you get, like Elliot said, psychers go um, a bit crazy. Demons invade worlds, aliens invade worlds, and take humankind to be slave. Even Saturn in our solar system, aliens take over there and enslave people. Um, terror itself, because there's no food coming into it, loads of people starve, and you get love various warlords that start true to arise. Don't you? On yeah. terror at this time. Nuclear bombs are launched everywhere. People launch viruses, chemical weapons. There's WMDs everywhere. The universe is in flames. And the humankind cannot talk to each other because there's massive warp storms, which is caused mainly because the Eldar are busy having a massive party. <laughs> yeah, so you get the birth of Slanesh, which is making space really awful to travel through. And not only do you use space for the communication, but also just being able to transport things and moves around. So you get these little pockets, these little like, enclaves of humanity that are trying to outlast this, basically. Well, the, it goes for like 5,000 years, doesn't yeah. it? And you do get pockets. I mean, this is what we're going to talk about in a second when we get on to like the unification of the Great Crusade, but you do still have pockets that are going really well. I think McCrag yeah. was a, a good... Yeah. Uh, was it Was it McCrag? Or there were some systems, anyway, where they basically still maintained little stellar empires. Yeah, McCrag were talking to his neighbours still, his close neighbours. Took a yeah. lot longer, obviously, because there were no real warp travel and such, but they still kept in touch and traded. And it's, it's important that in this time as well, well, as as we're moving on now to the, the age of strife, we've got what's going on in terror. We've got all these warlords that are farming. And, and I think this is where the emperor first really starts showing his hand, isn't it? Yeah. As like, as, as an open force, because all of all that the emperor and his little buddies, the perpetuals who are like immortal humans, um, they've all been doing a little bit of posturing through humans, the human history anyway. Yeah. Uh, they're like heavily hinting at being behind some in, like in, infamous events, etc. Yeah, and then um, <clears throat> the, I think the emperor basically realizes like enough is enough, and it, he chooses that as his time. Like the earth's knackered, um, I'm going to try and unify the earth now. Yeah, obviously being incredibly powerful psychic being there he is, he sort yeah. of knows that this new god's on the way, and he almost if he doesn't, he perfectly times it that when this god is born, that he's just taking control of Earth and is ready to go out on a massive crusade because the warp stones have gone which could be a perfect coincidence or the Emperor is just playing just as planned, which I like to believe he's doing. So what we're saying is, it's just before the Age of Strife, when the Emperor was like bitch-slapping some other warlords to prove that he's the best one, um, there were lots of pockets of humanity all across the galaxy that were trying to survive, but every time they tried to venture out too far, they couldn't get to each other because there was too much blackjack and hookers going on. Yeah, and there's also, there's a lot of, um, it's like classic human problems, so just everyone everyone runs out of resources, everyone has big wars for resources, yeah. so there's a few worlds where they find, like, I remember in the spoilers for the Gulliman origin book that was in the Black Library series, but there's, like, they land on a world to fight the orcs, and they get into these, like, old human cities and they realized that they all nuked each other all the humans like they thought they were tra there's like through the the book you don't really know what happened to the humans and then as you go through you realize that actually they just all kind of had a big war with each other and it paints this picture of the the galaxy just ripping itself apart almost similar to how we have this it's like the mad max tale but just yeah. 
times of times of times over the galaxy instead of just the earth everyone's sort of gone into this post-apocalyptic world of where are the resources and i need to hold them i need control over them there are a few success stories but they're few and far between most worlds either descend into full-blown mad backs where there's gangs who control the world like horus's planet that he lands on that is for a gang <laughs> you would just hate to just throw, uh, just throw advertisement in at certain junctures, isn't there? Yeah, oh, thanks, Bob. Well, well, I've heard, uh, heard uh, a word that I can market as Hellstorm quick. Yeah, they, they created lots of um, holes in the ground, like craters, like our new objectives that can be found at Hellstorm. <laughs> <laughs> All the craters, all the craters from the all the WMDs that were dropped. You know, you can buy them at Hellstorm. One of the. Um... One of the, like my favourite little fluff pieces from when the Great Crusade is one of the planets. The humans have all died, but the robots that was there are still doing the jobs, waiting for the humans to come back. I thought that was going to be it then. One yeah. of my favourite stories. Um, <laughs> all uh, the humans died. The end. They're all just dead. <laughs> good story, Alex. Good chat. <laughs> it's either that or we're waiting for another advertisement, but uh, Alex let us know. They all died. Now to stop you dying, what? <laughs> Keep yourself in a healthy state of mind. Why don't you subscribe to healthstarmargaming.co.uk for funny content? (laughs) They all dice. Like you could buy dice on the shop. (laughs) So, what happened after that, anyway? So, we've got. you mentioned the Age of Strife, like Cloud Strife from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, so the Age of Strife, and then sometimes this is. Well, the Age of Strife is like, it happens at the same time as the fall of the Eldar, like we said yeah. before. And the Age of Strife is just, as, as we said, it's the, um, it's the collapse of humanity through the galaxy as the Warp Storms take over. M30 is where it all starts to just, you know, chef's case. Gets so, a bit spicy, and that's where I would say that the story of Warhammer really starts. Yeah, because the first thing that really happens is, like we've said, the Eldar fall, Selesh is born, and the Ayaterra bursts into being. The side effect of this is that the warp storms across the rest of the galaxy calm, so you can finally get out and about again. You know, you can go out, out, as Mickey Flanagan is there. Stop playing back that yeah. getting all the hundreds yeah. out. So the, uh, the, the Eye of Terror, for people who may not know, is basically like when Slanesh was born, when she was spat, or he, who, who, who knows, only okay. Slanesh knows how they identify, um, when they were spat out into the world, through, and it, they've basically left like a giant, the, the vagina that they came out of, is basically <laughs> just left in space as a huge... It is a huge gaping wound. It's just a yeah, it is just a huge wound in re, in real space that goes into the warp. It's it's literally base of the center of the Eldar Empire used to be, and it's just spawned out of there. So like where at the Earth same time all this is happening, the Emperor unifies Earth under his rule. Right. He takes it all under his rule at the same time. So it's like Nathan Doom and things like that. He goes around and he beats them up. Look at me, I'm the captain now. Yeah, he's, look at me. Look at me. I am the emperor now. <laughs> and he reveals himself publicly, and that's the unification wars. He has his Thunder Warriors, who are like the Proto uh, Proto Space Marines. They go out, they have Blackjack and Hookers, as Mikey says, you know, they murder most of Earth. People, people, some people join him willingly, obviously. He's quite a charismatic guy. Some people join him because they realize he's futile to oppose, like a demigod. Um, and then um, he unifies Earth. As soon as he's unified Earth, he sets off to Luna and he sets off to Mars so he can finally start his Imperium properly. And this is all at the beginning of M30. So they define the fact that Elon Musk is the Emperor. Um, (laughs) He could have been one of the Emperor's previous guys. It's only Elon Musk could confirm that for us. And next week, we have Elon Musk. (laughs) (laughs) Just send him a spicy meme and he'll come on. Yeah, he might do. He's quite partial to spicy memes. So... You've alluded to Thunder Warriors being the predecessors of Space Marines, but we've kind of touched on what Space Marines are, but what are Thunder Warriors? Because this is something I've got an idea of that I think I know, but I don't think I'd actually do. You know that thing that you kind of hear about? You're like, oh, yeah, I know all about that, and then actually you've got no actual idea. What's a Thunder Warrior? Tell me, one of you. You've played a Game Boy, right? I've played a Game Boy, You've played a Game Boy, and and let's say like we've got... um, a Game Boy Color or a Game Boy Advance, a pretty good piece of kit. 
You've got to decide. You can't have Game Boy Color or Advance. They're like completely different. Game Boy Advance, okay. Oh, okay. Um, Advanced we're, Game Boy. We're going to go... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's, it's Codex Sega Blood Raven player over here. So we've got... Um, we've got our, our nice piece of equipment. It does the job. Do you want to conquer the galaxy with it? Not really. Wheel in the Nintendo Switch that is the Space Marines. Right. It has improved functionality. Uh, is unlikely to go into a psychotic rage and just murder everything around it after when it reaches the end of its lifespan. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think was the main issue with the Thunder Warriors. I don't actually know, so I'm hoping Alex is going they to... Were, uh, they box. were less stable in yeah. terms of the um, enhancements. They were stronger than Space Marines, though, physically. They were stronger and tougher than Space Marines were. They were like unrefined, just yeah. like pure brute force. Whereas, like the uh, the space, I think they were like someone compared them as like a mallet compared to the Space Marine scalpel. Yeah, right. Okay. Space Marines, you can insert them a squad of them, and they'll just reap untold carnage because they're so like they're just the ultimate war machine. Whereas the Thunder Warriors were like a very blunt instrument for a very. They were just basically there to conquer Earth. Mm-hmm. All so, they needed to do was wipe religion out. So a Thunder Warrior is a super soldier, basically, in clad, cladding in some Iron Man type armor that doesn't heal itself. Yeah, so they had like um, they had similar armor to the Legions. If you were to look at them, they just kind of look like <laughs> 1980s again Mad Max versions of Space Marine armor. Um, yeah, there tends to be sunglasses. like hawks and stuff going on in the back. Yeah, sun- sunglasses. There's a bit of a sunglasses and top <laughs> A lot of spikes and stuff. Um, mm. But yeah, they were essentially like the early Space Marines. So big eight foot sort of super warrior. Oh, the the, the main problem with them was that um, they weren't genetically as stable as Space Marines, so they couldn't be carried on to live as long because their minds or their bodies would give out. Yeah, and the technology didn't exist yet to give them a, a, a longer lifespan. Um, they were really they were, it made them to like kill all the barbarian warlords on Earth, and they were, you know, they were fantastic for that. But they wouldn't have been good enough to go on the star-spanning campaign that he wanted to do. And it's important to note as well that the Emperor—I mean, he was a warlord and he was brutal and sort of um, ruthless, really—in in his conquest of Earth. Um, but he he didn't conquer all of the people i don't think some of the kingdoms some of the empires i believe he brought over with diplomacy like there was a lot of yeah. he was trying to build Albion an empire joined him with diplomacy yeah. which but, is that's meant to be it's like heavily alluded to be uh, northern europe and england and that sort of area isn't it yeah one of the uh, things about the uh, one of the things that's been revealed in the fluff as well that about the custody it's not the custody sorry because the custodians are immune to chaos is that the thunder warriors uh, when they were fighting one of the uh, barbarian warlords, I think it was a confederacy of Marlon Sen, something like that, uh, they were exposed to warp energy. So the custodians were fine because they're from the emperor themselves. But the Thunder Warriors, they were strengthened by it, but like they lost control and just butted everyone in the way, including non combatants and even people the emperor would have preferred, you know, to have not murdered. So that was like a serious concern for the emperor. Because even though it turned out later that a lot of space marines would turn to chaos, they didn't turn to chaos like willy nilly. They chose to rather than just being exposed to it and losing the mind. Yeah, it wasn't just like haha, trick gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Now a chaosy boy. There was an actual. There was like big schemes going on with lots of psychology at play and and all sorts of forces that are too too unhuman for us to be able to to comprehend which is a really good mm. scapegoat for gw sometimes i love the idea of being like uh, we can't describe the warp to you because uh human minds can't comprehend it yeah <laughs> oh thanks gw <laughs> that does yeah. wonders for my imagination <laughs> i'm just imagining like loads of no loads of pictures of logar doing the dance uh do you know the was it ricardo the guy's name yes where he's yeah, doing oh. the dance i just imagine yeah, thousands, thousands, thousands of logars doing that at you and you're just like ah crying look <laughs> at his physique <laughs> no um Who's Logar? Who's Logar? Before that, though, I will say that, um, that the custodies in my uh, metaphor, my extended metaphor for gaming systems, the custodies would be like a, a top-of-the-range PC. 
They've right. got like an RTX f- f- uh, 3080 in there. You know, it's they actually flexing. managed to get one on pre-order. <laughs> yeah, if you actually got one. And that's the thing, because the, they're very, very rare. So there's loads of Space Marines. Mm-hmm. He makes loads of them, the Emperor. He, he like falls asleep with his hand on the Space Marine making button. Whereas yeah. the Custodians are like, they're not like factory made like Space Marines are. Space Marines, it's a pretty like, it's still an impressive technological feat to make a Space Marine, don't get me wrong. But they're like mass produced. Whereas custodians are like each individual works of art. They're all like custom built. Yeah. Right. So a space marine is like a gaming computer from Argos. And a custodian is like it's a like custom alienware. Build. It's like, like free, an alienware bespoke mess. It's like the PewDiePie right. alienware special edition. Yeah. All right. I get that. That makes sense. So it's got <laughs> stick LEDs and shit. Yeah, because yeah, but, you, but an Argos PC is just a bit, a bit, a bit sad. You don't want anything <laughs> with. They're on the video as well. The custodians. You don't have uh, any of uh, any of the Ryzen. Yeah, you don't have <laughs> many Ryzen. I've got a quick. I've got a quick Thunder Warrior question before we move away from them too far. Yeah. So, Space Marines are usually made from scratch, but they can be made from a from a normal human. Or they can be made from a dead space marine. But how are Thunder Warriors made? Oh my god, uh, Alex. Yeah. So that was. Um, so I answered this. What you mean is what do you mean? They can be made from a dead human. What you mean is with space marines, it's they're still they're still children. They're all human children. Were <laughs> implanted with the extra genes. They're not like, like he's just weighed himself so bad. Yeah. But anyway, so, so space marines are made from kids. I'm asking the very questions here. Indoctrinated <laughs> with hypnotherapy and given the extra organs to make them to a space marine. The Thunder the Warriors, Warriors made the same way. Are pretty much the same thing. So the hundred the genetically enhanced soldiers. So the maybe not all children, it's not really gone into it. To my knowledge, but some might have been but they were all so, and they actually had Primarchs, but these Primarchs mm-hmm. were not like the Emperor's 20 kits. They were just called Primarchs. And one of them was called, um, I think it's Ushotan. I don't know how to pronounce it properly, but it's Ushotan. That's how it's actually spelled. And they, were right. in, and they all had 20 legions, so obviously this is foreshadowing for the actual legions later on. And mm-hmm. Ushotan was the Primarch of the 4th Legion, who specialised in Seas Warfare, which is obviously foreshadowing to big old Pert. And they right. all wore like simple armor. It was powered armor, but it didn't have like it couldn't go to space with it. It wasn't like void proof. Yeah, but they were like, basically they were just genetically engineered ones. And that's remember I said they were in, they weren't stable later. They were genetically engineered, but they didn't have the genetically engineered lifespan. They could right. get cancers. They could get you know the brain just started to not work anymore. And um, the various reasons why the Thunder Warriors disappear or die. Um, some of them say that like the Emperor and the Custodians killed them and then there's other ones who still stayed loyal but one of them in one of the Horus Heresy books um, a group of them rescue a custody from some Alpha uh, Legion operatives but then he has to be killed by the custody because he's lived too long because they're constantly wanting their organs replaced because they've got cancers they're constantly you know just just basically rotting away and if you're a super powered human being that was one of the most awful things in the world because if you're a normal human being, that's bad. But if yeah. you're superpowered and you can literally see yourself be weaker, that must be horrible. To be yeah. given like godhood and then have it taken away from yeah. you afterwards, that must be very poor. But this is basically like in real history where Hitler at his time, uh, yeah. I am calling the Emperor Hitler at the moment. Yeah, that is happening. Um, Hitler joined joined in during uh, the Spanish Civil War, and he had his test of the vet, of the like the bombers, and they saw how Blitzkrieg was happening. And then he he just took that into he just took that into World War Two. It was like his test, and I think that's what the Emperor did. He um he he the Emperor was basically practicing what he was going to do for the Great Crusade on Earth. He practiced his little, little legion system. He had like a very very small, almost what you could say manageable version <laughs> of this uh, star empire that he was about to build. And then it went well. He managed to quickly press the delete button, killing all the Thunder Warriors off. Uh, and then he went yeah. forward with his legions. The legions didn't all have names at this point. No, the first legion actually does wipe out a lot of the Thunder Warriors. Yeah. Because so some they... of the Thunder Warriors try to 
overthrow the emperor with the help of some politicians, as usual. No matter which period of Earth history you're in, there's always some politicians trying to backstab you. The emperor was like, no, we're leaving all that in the past now. I am daddy emperor. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Constant Baldor and... Um, the first legion chop him like <laughs> too late lol and just murder him <laughs> absolutely absolutely blitz him the first and then legion, you have yeah. you have a series of sort of like conflicts through our solar system then so you have um i believe they send it's the lunar wolves isn't it and that's how they get that name yeah. with some salamander help i think uh to take the moon back for instance because the moon is held by these like clans yeah these cults like, the gene, gene cults yeah and they're basically run by women in in the fluff who like and they're obviously like, they're not known as mothers because they met loads yeah, of monsters and clones and then they get the name the, the lunar wolves get the name because um, when they're basically being the shit out of them it says tell the emperor to call off his wolves and that's how they get the name because he just set the legions on them he was like there you go no you don't want to play fair we'll send this now interestingly i had a very different approach with mars we've not talked about what's happened with the solar system really i mean we talked about saturn before but there are um all of these little sort of like enclaves of humanity you get a smaller scale of that in the solar system as well so in mars you get like a, a fucked version <laughs> of it, where they've they've become full on like cult of the machine. They worship technology now. They have uh, this almighty. It's basically just uh, Catholicism because they have like a, a holy trinity of things of worship. They have the omnisire. What is it? The the motive force and the yeah. machine spirit. Mm-hmm. So it's basically just like jesus god and the holy spirit and essentially the worship technology especially all this like world bending technology we were talking about from earlier in the elon musk era where they're like making time traveling guns they find stuff like that it blows their mind as it rightly should and they because they've lost the know-how to be able to build this technology they're like okay the only explanation is that there is a magical space god who's making technology and that's what they believe. Now, the emperor is like diehard against religion. But when he gets to Mars, instead of being like, listen, I'm going to conquer you, fam. He realizes that that's probably not going to work and he needs these people on his side. So he breaks his cardinal rule. He only just made cool. it as well. Yeah, he only just <laughs> made this rule of being like, listen, let's not, have no a, uh, let's not have any religion. And then he gets to Mars and he's like, by the way, your religion's pretty cool because it seems to worship me as a god. Uh, so we're going we're gonna to get that going we'll keep that, we'll keep that. i'm gonna we'll turn that a one blind down. eye to this because you've Which got time for this. super hypocritical later on yeah, yeah. but you make my spaceship <laughs> yeah basically it's much more convenient for him to ally with mars who have got colonies out in space so they can't talk to at the minute but they've got other colonies it's much more convenient to ally with them and use their massive forges and their titans it must be noted um mm. for his for his expansion than it is to have a costly war with them especially when they seem rather keen to be on his side because they worship him. He, yeah. um, the story of how the Emperor comes to Mars is really good in the book yeah. Mechanicum where he just basically lands on Olympus Mons and this knight uh, comes to meet him. And knights in the Warhammer universe are sort of like these 14, 15-foot tractor machines that are like, they look like humans, the humanoid massive machines. Bipedal basically. robots, aren't they? Yeah, the huge bipedal robots that have weapon systems on them. And um, a little man will ride inside that, their night pilot. Uh, mm-hmm. And one of them basically goes to the top of this mountain to go and see what the fuss is about. And it's all broken and the technology doesn't, always, doesn't work properly. And as he comes up to it, the emperor is just, just like golden light on the hill. He touches the machine and like the machine is just perfected. He's all healed. It has a full MOT. His insurance cost, his premium goes down for the year. It's just like a good time all around. And I think everybody on Mars, he doesn't escape them. The fact that he's like slammed Luna <laughs> with his Space Marine Legions. And yet he's just turned up with like a subway platter for Mars. <laughs> he really, really wanted them inside and he needed them on side for what was to come next. As he... Um, gets his space marine legions he's got his well he doesn't have his primarchs actually we've skipped that part out so when he made his space marine legions we talked about these primarchs before and they're essentially like his template warriors and he had that to a lesser effect with the thunder warriors and then 
you have it with the Space Marine Legions. He makes these Primarchs that are like immortal. They're basically demigods, for want of yeah. a better word. They're just insane generals, unparalleled in terms of like their their mental and physical aspects. And um, they get yeeted out into the galaxy. And just he, instead of him bringing them up on Earth, they just get raised on separate planets. And that's how we end up with a very um, <laughs> culturally different uh, legions as we know them today. Obviously, the White Scars are like very Mongolian themed. The Blood Angels are like Greco Romano. Um, mm. They've all got these different themes. And it so kind of all comes from. So it's that. Well, that's. We just send them on a on an escape pod. Well, this is actually a bit. We can't. This yeah. bit of spoiler because yeah. this is talked about in one of the very most recent books. But the theory uh, that I knew, like growing up with Warhammer, is yeah. that they were cast out into the galaxy by chaos. That's what I thought. Yeah, the Chaos Gods realise what the Emperor's doing. Yeah. And they're like, this is a threat, so the thing will scatter him throughout the galaxy. Uh, no, we are not allowing him to have 20 get-out-of-jail-free cards. We are just going to yeet them across the galaxy and he'll have to go and find them. I, I don't know think we should. Spoilers for Saturnine, if you were reading that, so you can skip ahead 30 seconds. But essentially, there was a woman who was involved, one of the other perpetuals, I think her name's Erda, and, or it might be Erdu, but she uh, essentially is quoted as being like the mother of the Space Marines in the book. And mm-hmm. she's heavily hinted at being, well, she she's talking about herself, about being involved with him, the Emperor, uh, in the creation. And she calls the Space Marines and the Primates her sons. So it is like it's it's happening. It's all happening now. It's all happening now. It's big. Um, we don't really know. So I thought that they were scattered by chaos because the chaos gods were like, none of your plans to have 20 demigods running around pacifying the galaxy. Yeah, that's what I always thought, but it um, also didn't make sense. If they had the power to yeet them across the galaxy, why don't they just... That was explained, that was explained <laughs> by um, the defences he had around it was strong enough mm-hmm. to stop them killing primarchs but not strong enough to stop them eating it around and then in one of the earlier Horus Heresy books it basically had like a warp shenanigans because a space marine gets sent back in time through the warp to damage the seals so the chaos gods can scatter them there's also the theory that the chaos gods obviously want some of the primarchs on their side because they want a massive galaxy spanning war and then most recently we have this theory about Erda because yeah. I think John Chromaticus says to her in the book, oh, well, did well, th- there's, there's some talk of her scattering them anyway. Yeah. Uh, not sure, because I, I'm only about halfway through the book, so I'm, I'm not sure oh, if I've finished it. more so, detail later on. So in the fluff, there's two women who can be like known as the, like the mother of Space Marines and the Primax. So there's obviously very creatively uh, <laughs> so obviously they're the adeptus astarte aren't they so there's amara astarte who helps yep. make the space marines um she helps stabilize them so she's like the mother of the space marines and then there is erda um who is the basically the emperor says i'm making the prime axe but i also need a woman essentially and she's a perpetual so he comes to her um, she is involved in helping make it's a bit of a booty call isn't it yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> can you come over no I can't at the moment but, <laughs> but my parents are at home and I want to create 20 immortal sons to pacify the galaxy I'll be right over <laughs> so she comes over um, does some science with him and um, <laughs> then there's yes, 20 climax science Science, bitch. <laughs> she realizes that he's going to use these 20 science projects to basically do emperor things. Um, she's not too keen on that because she's, even though she's hinted to have always admired him, always thought he's one of the best of them, she also realizes that he's a bit of a megalomaniac. He only accepts his way of doing things. So she scatters them because she doesn't want her sons basically being tools. But it's just weapons, so she scatters them. Then she goes to hide, and the Emperor is, to put it lightly, fucking furious. But because he likes her, he doesn't hunt her down, which she always thinks is strict. Because she still lives on Earth, uh, but the Emperor lets her live there rather than hunting her down, even though he's furious with her. So she must have been a fantastic booty call. 
but yeah, that's the new theory. That's the brand new half the fresh presses this year. Interesting. That's very different to what I would have thought. So it's They're like mother's love instead of, yeah. It's a mother's love saving the children rather than the Chaos God's Queen. <laughs> Magic. Yeah, so basically, um, she she's using the kids as a weapon. So she takes them off her dad. <laughs> and uh, she's stacking the kids being used as a weapon no not all, not all in, a really, in a really bad way because she's sending them to planets across the galaxy that she knows pretty war torn so what else were they going to become but anyway yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah we end up with um, the emperor ends up with these 20 legions uh, who don't have daddies, and yeah. he does his famous speech. You know, the man, the stars are mankind's by right, and uh, they march out on all these ships that Mars has made them on their Mars Elegoos, and they uh, jet off into the stars, <laughs> and then they start finding the Primarchs, and uh, the rest is history. Then you go into the Great Crusade, which honestly, now I'm looking at how long we've recorded already, probably wants to be its own episode. <laughs> probably, yeah. Well, you can give like a brief overview of what it is. Yeah. Brief okay. overview. Um, go into space, aliens, beat the shit out of them. Me over humans, yeah. if they join, except if they don't, beat the shit out of them, make them join. It's fantastic, good time. Find the suns. Suns are cracking. Some are a bit weird, but he loves them all, but he loves one more than everybody else. Others get jealous. Not very good. Empress to go on for a super secret project. You're my favourite son. You're in charge. The rest of the suns, either really supportive or complete conspire, as brothers usually are. Then other son gets corrupted because he's basically don't want to get retired, as Elliot showed last time, and Mikey said he don't want to be a dog The rest is history. <laughs> yes that is the horatory and the great crusade yeah. basically the emperor was just like he 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 got a game of civ six running he put, the, he put the factions on as many as he could he loaded in mods so he could have like millions of factions playing and then turned all the rules off so you could only have domination victory and just started the game and everyone was like what are you doing and he loaded in with like 20 full armies yeah, and the, the spaceships, um, and everyone's there with spearmen, like no. Yeah, and, and those he steamrolls um, everyone. <laughs> those walking death robots you can get. That's <laughs> his armies. Oh yeah, the the atomic death robots. Yeah, yeah. He's just got stacks of them, and yeah. everyone else is there with spearmen, like please, no, please. That's some and, weird can we thing. at least keep our religion? Yeah. And he's like, that's the last thing you can keep. <laughs> from orbit. The, the thing about the group crusade is you literally get things like that so mankind turns up again like look at my space marines you know basically like the old spice advert and he just turns up like look at your spears look back to me look at your spears look back at me <laughs> I've got a massive flaming sword with psychic power so you can I've, have got a range. <laughs> I've got two tickets to a concert about the imperial truth <laughs> <laughs> and this is really funny because there's like isolated pockets of the galaxy you know followed the major world religions of the day so like you like obviously they name changes like I think Catholics are called Catharic or something now which obviously if you take into real world history of the Cathars is quite fucking hilarious uh, but um, from a horrible morbid point of view but like and then Emperor turns up and goes like yeah no religion and they're like but please is like lol no and just kills them if they don't agree just straight up kills them <laughs> so these people for 10,000 years happily worshipping like you know Catholic uh, Muslims Protestants you know Hindus wherever like 10,000 years across the galaxy they've seen real life demons so they want some faith and then just like fuck you do what you're told atheism for life <laughs> murders everybody <laughs> So that's basically what happens. He conquers yeah. the galaxy with his 20, 20 armies, which are humongous. But two of them disappear. Or do mm. they? <laughs> the X-Files, you can make your own. Two of them have been deleted, so you can be a Primarch if you want. Yeah, so I know one of them was destroyed in the law by another chapter, or another legion, sorry. So the Space Wolves killed one, right? Not Whoa, confirmed. Whoa, you, Whoa, you don't know that. What the it's fuck? You didn't even know Space Marines were made before. I know how Space Marines are made. It's like Spart- Spartan Project in Halo. There's, vari- there's various hints. There's one. There's the hint that the um, Space Wolves, the, the Emperor's execution has cost the bed to wipe another one out. The reasons for this given is one of them possibly fell to chaos for everybody else, or was at least wouldn't have joined the Emperor for whatever reasons. There's also a newer piece of fluff called the Rangang Xenocytes, 
which basically it was part of a Xenos race. It was so powerful. It took a lot of um, space Marines to kill them off. And apparently they'd like wiped a Legion out on their own. Right. But that's not being fluffed out fully yet. Just into that. But it's been like, there's a really cool bit in one of the books where all the Primarchs just want to see, you see regarding the, you know, the two missing brothers. Mm. And Horus is about to say something. He's like, but, but I'm at, you know, like the meme, am I going to, and then uh, basically Malkador sounds up and he's like, shut the fuck up. And just mind, <laughs> mind stops him. It, it literally like chokes Horus out with his mind. Right. He will, will not let him speak about it because he promised he wouldn't because the Emperor said not to. Mm. So Uncle Mauk, you know, not the real uncle, is your dad's mate. You know, where were the fucking dodgy Adidas knockoff trainers? Yeah, basically. Mal- <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he basically chokes him out with his mind. Yeah, he, cru- he crusades across the galaxy with his 18 legions, was 20, something happened to the other two. Picked up his 18 sons, which got yeeted across the galaxy in multiple ways no one really knows yet uh, which exact way it was. And then... After he'd done that, he sat down with a cup of tea and started working on his airfix um, and other things. So he appointed someone else, didn't he? Yeah, he had a bit of a midlife crisis. Yeah. He ordered a new Ferrari that was broken and he had to fix it. He, he knew he was going to get it fixed. It was a really good deal on the on the auction and all of his life savings on it, and he's still not fixed it yet. So he, he appointed someone to do his bidding, to do the wars for him whilst he was busy working on the Ferrari. Yeah, the, right. the first Primarch, Horus Lupercal. I mean, if we want to start... Yeah. Oh, the the first Primarch from the 17th Legion. Yeah. 16th, sorry. Yeah, the 17th one of the missing, aren't these? It's 17th. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, oh, it no, the, the 9th of the Blood Angels! Oh, yeah, the, ah, the second! It's the second! <laughs> yeah, the second's missing. Even I knew that. I don't know anything about Warhammer. <laughs> you don't? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is all. This is all the show's highlighting. This this whole show was just a ruse to get you to like basically uh, frame yourself for not knowing anything about what. <laughs> Literally, I, I thought the whole point of this podcast was because I don't know anything about the law. No, nope. you were like, he's too gamey. <laughs> it's the second and the eleventh legions that are missing. Ah. And it, yeah, it is our right. It's the 16th. Forest is the 16th Legion. The double, double the naughty numbers, I've noticed. Like yeah. um, the 14th Legion, which are the Death Guard, and then s- s- 7 is uh, Nurgle's holy number. Because the 7 for the uh, Imperial Fists, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, because the ca- oh, you don't say yeah at the end of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're the 7th Legion, bro. Yeah. <laughs> we haven't spoken about on the podcast yet because this is only episode two. Um, <laughs> that each chaos god has a number that relates to them. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. So Nergal is seven. Do we know why it's seven? Because it's the best number. I don't think. Do they have necessarily have I reasons? Know. I don't. I don't, I don't think they do. I think it's. <laughs> I think it's just kind of like that is their number. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, kind of like how six 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 is like the they're supposed to be the devil's number, but really it's got like cult, pop culture reasons why it is. Yeah. So to give a whole rundown about everything that's happened, are you ready? Yes, you, you it's ready? your turn to summarize what happened. So we've got the rise of mankind. You know, this is what we're living through now. Apparently, <laughs> the rise of era. the rise of mankind. It kind of feels like the flop of mankind at the moment, but you know, um, that, that's we're steaming through that. That happens for about fifteen thousand years. So we get to fifteen thousand uh, AD after Dominoes at this point, because who who fucking knows in the future, right? What Domini oh, means. Yeah. Um, actually, they all do, but that's another point. So we've got ten thousand years then of the Dark Age technology. This is where the M-Humans were being true Elon Musk heads. They were making pot noodles that could travel through time and all sorts. Like anything you can imagine, technology was giving us. Uh, we made robots that would do all our fighting for us. We made robots that would do all of our uh, building for us. We made golden robots. And nobody knows what they do. Um, and then we started having X-Men appear. You know, the mutants arrive. Everyone goes into uh, everyone goes into lockdown, not real lockdown, but you know. Then we've got the Age of Strife, which is when we, the, we get the fall of the Eldar. You know, you get Slanesh being born out of the big space vagina. Um, 
all of humanity can't talk to each other anymore. Or, or none of them have got any signal. We end up with these little separate enclaves of humanity, and the Earth is knackered. Mars has turned into like just the worst forum about let's just stack overflow times a thousand like if stack overflow <laughs> was uh, <laughs> if stack overflow was like a porn site that's what mars <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then yeah the emperor just goes enough is enough i am now immortal joe do not get addicted to water um retakes earth makes 40 sons (laughs) (laughs) they make 40 sons each and then he does that until he has some legions and then they go out and conquer the world well actually don't what the what his first step is he was originally gonna conquer the world and then he realized that what he needed to do first was a big family reunion after his jealous ex-wife cast them all out into the stars Right. So that's where we've left it, isn't it? We've got yeah. jealous ex-wife things going on. The emperor's like, no. He goes out, and then he comes across his first son, Horus Lupercal. And I think mm-hmm. that's a really good start. Place to uh, to like pick up the Great Crusade and what will become the Horus Heresy. So, guys, that is the prehistory and Great Crusade. That is how far we are into the history of Warhammer 40,000. We're going to have one more pilot episode, which is going to be discussing the Horus Heresy, which then kind of leads us off into the story as it is now. Yeah, that's where it becomes like a labyrinth of topics, doesn't it? Yeah. So that's when, after that, we're going to open up, it's going to be the official episode one. We're going to open that up to our premium community to vote on or the small board gang community, uh, what they want to hear from us. So we'll be putting a poll out with that episode. But I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you found it fun. Elliot, you were fantastic as always. Thank you very much. And Alex, you are also very fantastic. Thank you. Equally as fantastic. Uh, But both of you are more of them fan... (laughs) (laughs) Take two. Both of you are more fantastic than I was. Oh, that's really true. That is, yeah. And I feel like I've learned a lot this episode because I don't know anything about the law because I'm not a virgin like everyone listening at home. So thank you very much for listening, virgins. And hopefully you'll tune into the next one. Thank you very much, everyone. Talk to you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Have a good time. <laughs>